to the Ro and Joe Show. Hey, this is Ro. And this is Joe. And we discuss the gray area, the black and white thing. Today's episode, we're going to talk about biracial children. Finally, yes. we're finally here. I think we're, what, two weeks late? Yeah, and how they're impacted by societal norms, beliefs, and just plain bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. right. And also how they identify. Yes. Like maybe the history of their of why they identify that way or either black or white or Asian or white or yeah black and Asian or whatever exactly right? exactly and my daughter couldn't make it oh so. Khadijah Khadijah it's okay Mabuda Queen we still got love locked her. up at the age of eighteen no that's uh, Dirt Nation oh let me leave God. it to them oh, but anyway go ahead get your song on <laughs> okay. Okay, Jim. Joe, you have biracial children, as we know. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that your relationship with your children has been impacted negatively or positively? You know, them feeling as though you don't understand their troubles in society because you're the white mom. The white mom. The white mom. Yes, the white evil mom. Oh, according to what we've read in the past. (laughs) Right. No, actually, I don't... Well, me and my son, no. We have never had any arguments over him being black, white, any issues that he've, he, me and him have ever had had nothing to do with race, nothing at all. Okay. He made a comment. The one thing he told me, because I've asked him, and the reason that I even we even touched on that subject was more because of my daughter, which I'll get to. <laughs> but the comment that my son made was that the only time that he really noticed problems like was in school or at work white kids make him remember that he's black black kids make him remember that he's light-skinned wow so i mean it's really nothing it was he didn't feel any negativity towards it Mm -hmm. one way or the other Mm -hmm. you know but he's a really laid-back kid he's not overly sensitive to that kind of stuff so he just didn't it didn't seem like it really bothered him but he but he knew it existed he recognized it but it didn't Unless he didn't let on, he just didn't see it. He was unbothered. Okay. Again, we're going back to those societal norms and the fact that you even have to, or he's even been told that by his peers, oh, yeah, the white guy saying you're black and the black guy saying you're And again, you're I don't know if it was like a straight verbal attack attack i I don't think it was that i don't think they were like oh you're black or you're you know and then the black kids were like you're light-skinned i don't know if it was that but i don't know exactly but he basically he was aware made aware by that i mean it when he was a young kid and at his auntie's house the the people on the block used to call him light bright but i mean he he was four or five so it's not like it stuck with him he's just doesn't seem bothered. He doesn't but, seem bothered. Yeah. Right. And I don't know that he is. I mean, we've always lived in very diverse areas, too. Like, Which is good. Yeah, it's so good. I think that helps. Now, with my daughter, that's a little different. I mean, we've had arguments. I would, well, I would rather say debates on certain things with race. Mm-hmm. You know, Khadijah definitely identifies as a black woman. I personally always marked the black box for both of my children. Yeah, you said that. Before. You know, I never marked other. Um, and I marked them more so as black just because the world Sees. is going to see them as black. Right. And I just kind of knew with who I was 
and how I am as a person and who, who, you know, who they were around and how they were raised. They were just going to, I just pretty much knew they were going to identify as black black. anyway. So I just never marked the white box because technically they're black. (laughs) And why me as a white woman feel, feels that way. I really can't put a, I can't really put a, I don't have an answer for it. It's the societal norms. It's, it's what you've been conditioned. It's your conditioning. It's all of our conditioning. Even the fact that there, that you have to choose a race or ethnicity when applying for anything. The fact that that box exists. What's insane. There's only like four boxes. I mean, but it keeps you in that mindset. It keeps you aware. Mm -hmm. Although it's subconscious, it keeps you aware that we're all different. But we're not different. It keeps you aware that, you know. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. So, you know, we've had debates, you know, particular debates I really can't think about. But she has, you know, because sometimes she talks about, you know, being a black woman and struggles and things. And sometimes I'm like, well, what struggles, you know, did you really go through? Sometimes it's hard for me to understand my daughter's struggles Mm -hmm. as a black woman. Mm -hmm. Because I'm her white mom and I know what kind of life she had, you know. So I'm thinking, okay, kid, what what did you what really, really go? Yeah. yeah, what what are you talking about? Understood. What did you really go through? You know, and some of the things that she mentioned might not even been in pertaining to one certain specific argument that we had or that one per se. But she said she in high school she had some troubles with like white boys, um, maybe some white girls. I can't really think specifics but well obviously in high school you know we we played that clip last week and you know there's some a lot of baby bigots right lots of baby for real for real and then looking back you know i feel like the older i'm getting the more like the more you read the more you know you know i'm learning all these different things and when i look back on certain things besides the even the two incidences that i spoke about on other podcasts i mean there was an incident where i had this one dog and this is when I was still lived in Pennsylvania and I had this dog and her and her friend, which they're both, they were both, they're both half white, half black. Okay. It was her friend, Amber. They go asking for donations for this dog. I, this guy gave me this dog who ended up being so sick. Oh. So they got it in their harebrained idea that they were going to go around and ask for donations to save Duke, the Duke Foundation. Oh, that's so cute. But anyway, I, I didn't. And back then, I didn't know what they were doing. And here, this white lady called the cops on them. So they seen it. But at the time, you know, I didn't really think about it. And then when that happened, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that that was illegal. But anyway, so there was little incidences over her life. So Newport Nancy's have been around for ages. Right. Yeah. She was Duke Debbie, I guess. Golly. Yeah. She called the cops on them. Wow. But other than that, like we've had because Khadijah's very strong minded, very strong willed, probably gets that for me. Stubborn, you know, so but she's very, you know, she definitely identifies as being a black woman and she's had the struggles some of the struggles that she's claimed to have <laughs> she didn't always get into specifics sometimes she would say i don't understand so it could be it can get frustrating that way as being a, mo- a white mom to a to a daughter that claims herself to be a black woman and then they say you don't she says you don't understand her struggles so other than maybe her hair and stuff i don't always get what she's talking about about the struggle about the struggle yes i mean i do in a whole sense, but like sometimes her specific struggles, I didn't always get. So we would, you know, clash, clash. Yeah. Well, just, you know, to, um, I guess, oh, what am I trying to say? 
to play devil's advocate for her and for you, you we all know that teenagers are, you know, they're not fully developed in their brain. And I'm not saying that what her concerns were were not valid at all. But I just think that the younger a person is, the more emotional they are and the more apt that they are to lash out at what they feel is not being understood about what they're going through. Right. You well, know. this actually happened not when she was a teenager. <laughs> I mean, but even, hey. But this happened when, this is recent stuff, but this is when she's learning. She she really started to do research. So she learned her own, on her own the true history of, you know, black people. Mm-hmm. The true history mm-hmm. on St. Patty's Day. Like, real true history. And she almost can get a little radical if it's that safe for me to say. So mm-hmm. sometimes when I first started to hear this, I was, I'm like, where is this coming from? And then I started to do research and then, you know, so we we're getting there on a common Good. ground. We, I get it now. Like, but sometimes I didn't always. Well, I'm just but, saying, according to all medical journals, right. Uh, an individual's brain is not fully developed until what the, is the age, the age of 24 or 25. Well, maybe she's developed now, damn it. I mean, no, I'm just saying that's what... No, I know. I'm just kidding. Don't get mad at me. She might. Oh, God. Don't take it. No, but as far as my um, experiences, I told you that I have biracial nieces. Right. And the only thing that I can say, I think we discussed this about... um, white parents and black mothers being the most racist or having the most issue with interracial relationships right. is that my mom has definitely taunted my brother about dating white women. She's totally opposed to it. Um, does not understand. She has very negative things to say about, uh, white people in general, everybody that's white. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, it's, I am not one to be hypocritical. And so even in that instance, how can you claim to have a loving home if you're spewing hate? The same goes for her. Like, I'm not prejudiced at all. If you're a bullshitter, you're a bullshitter. Um, And I'm sure that that's impacted how she's dealt with her grandchildren, you know, and even her relationship with my brother. You know, if you can't love or at least like who I love or like, then that's an issue. Exactly. Yeah. So how old are you? Are Um, they old enough to? No, they're still, I think one may be four or five and then one may be 14. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I knew an older woman who was biracial and she grew up out West and I guess it was predominantly white out there. And she said that she, I wanted her on the show, but she couldn't make it either. But she said that, um, her, uh, she got to the point that kids made her feel so uncomfortable about always questioning who her mom was that she she got to the point she didn't even want her mom around wow. the school because she was like so sick of the kids saying who's that woman like how's that your mom you that's know? ignorance I mean that was lo- Sheer she I think she's a little older than me so I mean it was a long time ago but I'm probably there's still areas of of course because I met another person of course because now everybody I see I want to ask them these questions of course. And he had two children to a white lady and she moved to North Carolina 
and the towns like Winston-Salem, and I assume it's predominantly white, because I didn't find Durham, Raleigh, and Chapel Hill, that's not predominantly white. I would say that's a pretty diverse area, but I guess in this Winston-Salem area, his kids are going to an all-white school, and he struggles with that because he feels like they don't get like a good, diverse upbringing. He worries like how they will identify because mm-hmm. they go to school in an all white school. I think he said there might be like one or two other black kids. And then when he comes to, they come to Atlanta for the summer, you know, they get like a six week summer camp. Then they're exposed to black people, but it's like a, you know, like a Y or a boys club summer camp. So he just feels like they get, a, they don't have like the fair advantage of actually growing up around a good, diverse mix of people to teach them, you know, to be comfortable in their own it's, skin. Right. And you know, if they're always around all these white people, they're always going to feel different. Right. You know, so, I mean, my kids didn't have to go, like, they weren't always, they weren't the only ones. Which is know. a good thing. Yeah, so happily, you know, I'm glad for that. But there are so many kids out there probably struggling with that. And even those kids, again, they're black right. in the eyes of... Right, and their parents make them feel uncomfortable, you know, some way, even if it's subconsciously, you know, you can say, I love you. You can say, oh, I don't see color. But if your subconscious belief does not mesh with what you're saying and what you're showing and how you're living, children pick that up. I don't think adults give enough credence to how intelligent children are and what they pick up on, what they absorb I mean, I can go Mm -hmm. back to last week in that and that 45 second clip and those children there. They are still children. Just fucking assholes. Right. Right. Learn it from their parents. Right. And, And so if there's people still like that. So, I mean, there's kids in school like that. So, I mean, who do then who do you identify? Because I'm sure there's probably even maybe black kids that might treat the mixed kids a little different. I mean, I don't really know because I've never I don't know any. Right. You know, I haven't, I haven't really interviewed anybody that, how would you even ask them that? Or would they even admit it or recognize it? You just don't know. I think they probably recognize it, um, but just are uncomfortable maybe speaking on it. And right. for fear As of hurting people. Yeah. A fear of hurting, you know, your feelings or just some anybody. Yeah. yeah right. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I want to keep it safe. So I'm just going to stay right here, which can be unhealthy if they're right here is turmoil because, oh my God, I got to pick a side. I'm at my dad's house and I'm considered black and my dad is white and I'm at my mom's house and I'm considered light skin. Right. And I wonder what, wonder what the difference is for the kids that have black moms and white dads. Hmm. Like, do you, I wonder if they have a different view. I don't know. Now, I know, like I said to the older woman back in the day, like in 1970, let's get to statistics. This is a she's kicking a statistic. Joe's statistics. Joe is getting into the statistics. Hey. It's called how are black, white, biracial people perceived in terms of race? Now, in 1970, just one in a hundred babies born was multiracial. Mm. These days, the share has climbed to one in ten. Yay! So. And most of the, when they ask about racial, the history of racial classification, I mean, it goes back to the one drop rule, Mm -hmm. which social scientists call hypodecent, 
was considered legal in the U.S. for centuries. As recently as the 80s, a woman applying for a passport was told she could not call herself white because she had a black ancestor four generations back. Wow. I'm and still confused of how that, the hell they knew that. Yeah, that that's crazy. I mean, I can imagine if she had a black relative four generations ago, she couldn't have been, like, she could have been white, like, looked like white as my skin. Like, how did they know? Applying for a doc, you know, how did they know that? Especially in the 80s. And again, it just goes back to, you know, how maybe she was just honest, how the society, how society and the norms just screw us all up. I mean, wow. You can't apply for a passport because because Mm -hmm. you're you're not telling the truth about who you are and white people because of the ego to ego, egalitarianism, Mm -hmm. they actually say. More white people pr- say that they're black. And when it comes to black people, how they classify biracial children, there's really not much study on it. Because, it's because black people are more accepting. That's my, hey, that's right. Rose Well, the, Yeah, there's no, but you're right. And, and I, I do feel like biracial children usually identify as black more so because they may feel more comfortable that way. Yes. Well, again, it goes back to the world not perceiving them. Because my mom thinks there should be an extra box. She does? Mulatto box. Black, white box. But why? Like what? That. I'm sorry. That 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 thought process. And by all means, no disrespect to your mom. But like I said, why is the box in existence anyway? Well, she did say that. My mom did say there shouldn't be any box. Exactly. But if but if they're going to have boxes, there should be a box for everybody. Right. And there's not a box. There I mean, isn't a box for, for every, not for everybody. So no. everybody got to figure out which box they fit in in America. Fuck the box. Yeah, it goes back to what your favorite word, the construct. The construct. So it's all just fuck a, the construct it's and just fuck all the box. A, a mess. It's a racket. It's all a racket. And overall, both they so they did a study that included black people because in the history they looked over the black vote on that. Not. Just they focused on the white study participants point of view. But now even black people in the study basically consider them black. It's black participants provide an average rating of 4.42. And so now this gets me to wondering about, you know, us as a people and why we're checking the box And so if you have to classify yourself as a black person, although you're a mixed race individual, does then that classification, you know, it sets you back if because history tells us in America that the black race is considered not even human, like inhumane. We're not we're not human. I'm not human. I can't do the same things that you do because of the color of my skin. So then they're the they're the minority now. Is that why they have to choose? I mean, I get the one drop rule, but is that why biracial children have to select or are made to feel that they need to select? Well, Because the rules are rules and our laws and our thought processes are so old. Yes. Our value system is so old. It's so outdated. Them boxes haven't even been checked since they've probably been created in what, the 60s, the 70s? When did they even start the boxes? Oh, I'm still to on think fuck that the they, box. To think they still don't, you know, they haven't changed the boxes yet. 
Hey, to quote Drake, because I'm not singing, sick of these niggas. <laughs> Hire some help. Get sick rid of, of the, these niggas. I'm sick of the construct. <laughs> sick of That's the my song for the week. That's a good song. It's called Mob Ties. <laughs> trying to go back into more statistics, but there's really not a lot. Basically, the statistic is black, white, everybody classifies biracial children as black. And I don't know too many biracial children that would say they identify themselves as anything other than black. I've never really met anyone that was biracial that said I'm white. I would love to remember that. Um, so the, the, the young lady who's the tennis player, Naomi. Oh, I don't want to get her name wrong, but she won the, the title when she played Serena and she is biracial, so she's. Oh my God, I'm gonna screw this What's all her the name? way I'll up. Just Google it. Naomi Osaka or something. But is she half Asian? She is Asian, and I think her dad may be Haitian. Uh huh. And so a reporter was asking her a question, and I think that um, the reporter must have said something about her Asian heritage or whatever and she immediately corrected the reporter and let him or her know that well you know I'm Haitian and these are our uh, cultural standards in Haiti you know so it's not just a black or white thing it's that all mixed race babies have some shit to contend with you know and that's sad I mean well I mean even okay Puerto Ricans I don't know how many white girls I know that date Puerto Rican men and had Puerto, had babies to Puerto Ricans and they start speaking Spanish. So that their her their kids nine times out of ten are gonna identify with Puerto Rican. Right. So I guess it just goes with the dominant of the household. Now my kids weren't raised with a black man in the house, but I don't know how to put the, I don't know how to put it to words. I don't know because I don't really think there is a word. There's not a word for it. It's just I guess it's just how you feel. It's just, it's how you feel. It's just a matter of what's going on in your household. You know, if your mom's white and she's speaking Spanish and your dad's Spanish, nine times out of 10, you're you're going to know a little Spanish. You're going to feel a little Spanish and you're going to identify with Spanish. So, you know, it's just how it goes. I get it because there is that aspect too of what's going on in the home and how you identify, you know, what's the dominant theme in the household if both parents are, you know, present so yeah do you do you have any thoughts on that if they have any problems like being biracial with well i think like the biggest you know problem they would have if they had any with black people what that would be you know as a biracial child if i'm being completely honest the only thing that i could see would um say would be jealousy i mean because you know there's this thing uh i hate saying the word thing the there's a construct the construct <laughs> of colorism yes where you know we i think we discussed the paper bag test you know right. and, and there's mul- the one drop rule yes. test so mulatto children are light skin they're fair skin mm-hmm. and for a long time in the black community you know the darker the skin the more shunned you were so the it was the house nigga feel nigga syndrome Mm -hmm. you know because the house niggas were the ones they were lighter skin and they were allowed in the house while the darker skin folks were picking cotton and doing all the rough shit so you know if i had to say again i hate to be repetitive 
But that for me would be what I would see as the issue with mulatto children in the black uh, uh, community is just sheer jealousy. I mean, because mulatto children are beautiful. I have yet to see, you know, right where you turn your... I have not seen any ugly mulatto children. I mean, it's like the best of both worlds, honestly. Yeah, They're it like, is a good mix. Yeah, it's a good mix. Yeah. So, so is Asian and black. I know. Yeah, yeah. Very pretty. So I don't even... But I mean, all white babies are pretty and all black babies exactly. are pretty too. So we don't want anybody to twist our words there. No. Because I actually seen a meme of a beautiful little black girl and it said, she don't need to be mixed to be beautiful. And she doesn't the need other to be day. mixed and so, to be But beautiful. I just, you know, nowadays I feel like we always have to be clear in our words and our sentences because people miss... The s- point. The and point. misconstrue what we're yes, trying to, to say. Yes, to what they wanted to say so they can cause a whole hell of a lot of drama on social media. Social media. Uh, oh, we, uh, the joys of uh, social media. Hey, but we're on all platforms just about. <laughs> so, hey, hit us up. Yes. At Twitter. Talk to us. On Let Facebook. Let us know your thoughts, experiences. On Instagram. I, I put a question in biracial. There's a group on Facebook for biracial children's hair. Ah, so there must it's comb a, that baby's hair. It's a big group, so they must. You know, people really have trouble. You know, with the hair thing. My daughter had. I would say my daughter's hair is more like Dominican. So I mean, she didn't. It wasn't that terribly hard to take care of. You know, sometimes I did struggle with like pink lotion. You had to find the right stuff. Yeah, because that pink shit will dry your. But shit damn out. it, I combed her hair. Oh, babe, we know. I we know, know, but just saying. I know. But anyway, so that's a big group, but I posted the question in that group. I didn't get any responses, but to see if anyone on there, you know, had any issues. I spoke to a lady last night. She had a black husband. He was there. She had a little black girl. She was eight years old. And she said that she's never experienced any problems. She said her daughter, not that she's aware of, has experienced any problems. She hasn't experienced any problems with her husband's family. Um, her husband said that, that he's never experienced any. So they said they experienced no problems ever as far as when it came to racism or being married to a black man or a white woman. And I was like, well, God love you. You didn't you have one that, experience. That what you're talking about reminds me of is that one couple or two couples that you hear about that have been together for so long and she's the love of my life and I write her notes every day right. and I run his bathwater every day and we're fucking soulmates. It does happen. And it does. And but I don't, not but often. I don't, I don't know how long they were together. Obviously, at least eight years, their daughter was eight. Right. You right. know, and she said that he has, you know, really close with his sisters and his family. Now, they lived here in Alpharetta, out in Alpharetta, Georgia. Okay. You know, close to Milton. And it's a diverse, it's a kind of a diverse area. But Atlanta as a whole is very diverse. Yeah. We've said that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that could be why, but I don't know their history. You can't I didn't tell know in her politics, that well. though. Boy. Yeah, the but we're not going to discuss politics. No, are we? No. Not today. Am We'd have we might have to have that scripted. Yeah, because there'd be so much. I would have to do research on politics. I don't even like politics. The only politics I know is the, the clown show that's going on today. Today, yeah. right? You know, and I know what far far left means and far far right. Right. But I ain't trying to go that far far either way. So. To our listeners, we want some feedback. You guys, um, let us know what you'd like for us to talk about, what you'd like for our topic of discussion to be. And by all means, you know, interact with us on our social media platforms. We know we talk a lot of shit about social media, but that's the only way that we can really engage with you all. 
So by all means, yeah, let us know. White people, let us know what uh, white supremacy means to you, white privilege means to you, and um, black folks, let us know what um, pro-black means for you. We would really like to know. We have a picture that we're have in mind to talk about next week, maybe. Yes. And we would really like to get some feedback on that because... I think that's a good topic. I really think that's something. Being pro-black and what it means. Yeah. yeah. And I think for white people to understand and respect what pro-black means, they have to understand what white fragility and white supremacy and white privilege means. So they need, if they have, they need to like figure it out. Cause right. I even have to, you know, I had to clarify on some things on white fragility, privilege, supremacy, black power, you know. Pro-black. Fight yes, pro black. You yeah. know, fist pe- in the air. People need to, before people get mad and angry, they really need to figure out what it is before they get come to an op- opinion. I, most people don't do that. Exactly, most they don't. Don't think before they react. They just have a knee jerk reaction. And social based media on made it easy. You know, and, they yeah. made it easy. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, anyway, we're wrapping. I yeah. Do you got anything else? No, I'm good. Yeah. So follow us on Instagram. Rowan Joe Show with the W. On Twitter at Row jo- Ro and Joe Show, no W. And Facebook, The Row and Joe Show. You can, you know, leave your feedback, comments, message us on the Anchor app. Yes. We're on all platforms. Coming Pretty soon much. to SoundCloud and YouTube. Woohoo! Yeah, we're getting it together, y'all. Yeah, we're going to try to come to you with some face. Yes, and let us know again the good, the bad, the ugly. We want to know what you think. Yes, we do. Yes, talk to you later. Ah, Rowan Joe Show. Deuces. Later. The Rowan Joe Show. <laughs>